0: Now let me tell you something I've been going all over trying to find myself a beard oil That won't have me so slick That won't have me so falling down But maybe, just maybe I can get that championship and my beard looks just as good You got any suggestions for me Chadwick? I don't know if you do Let me dig it all the way Ooh, maybe a chapstick too Yeah, this isn't usually what you'd hear me cutting a promo on, but I'm going to tell you, I'm feeling a little itchy.
1: Yeah, do it! I've heard your cries for help, brother,
0: and I've got a solution
1: for you. All you need to do is visit pixelbeards.com and enter promo code TBR1. Again, that's pixelbeards.com. Enter in promo code TBR1 and you'll get a 20% discount on your first purchase. Get that beard oil, look like a champion, and win the gold. Yeah, brother. Hey, folks, this is the guy, Chad. You can catch us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Potomac, and more to come. You can catch us every Wednesday. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby.
0: Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. I'm your host, Leland. With me today, the guy, Chad. What's up, brother? How's it going,
1: man? How's
0: it been? How you feeling
1: today, brother?
0: Ooh, yeah. Let me tell you how I'm feeling. I'm going to take it all the way to the top. I'm feeling good. But I really want to know how you're feeling, because you've been under the weather lately.
1: I have, just a little bit. Uh, I I was traveling, got back, and uh, so my voice is a little not normal today, so forgive me on that. Hopefully, we get through this. I feel like, listen. You might hear it in my voice, but dude, I am so pumped for this episode. This is our dark episode. This is our first
0: dark episode. Yeah, we're doing Doing a little uh, different. We're we're doing something a little different. The idea of these episodes is we're just going to just kind of ping off of something in wrestling that interests us. It's not going to be about anything new or old or anything really. It's just this is what we're talking about. This is what was in our head for the day. We wanted to talk some wrestling and something specific. So with that, yeah, I, I, we're wanting to talk about some tag team wrestling today. I, I know this is a subject that is near and dear to both of our hearts. We both enjoy tag team wrestling, and I think some of our favorites, um, favorite wrestlers growing up were definitely part of a major tag team or uh, splintered off of one. So I kind of want to dig into that a little bit and, and just talk about the new, talk about the old, the status of, of where tag team wrestling is today. But I will say, and just dialing back, I will say, man, Your voice isn't bad. And I told you off air, your your voice is kind of sexy right now.
1: Man, I appreciate you so much right now. I was a little worried about it.
0: No, it's kind of like sensual chocolate over
1: here. Man, I was sucking down so much tea and honey and cough drops and just like everything I could do, man. Like sweating it out because I knew this was coming. I was like, I got to get better so that I can record so we can bring quality podcasting to our wrestling fans out there, especially if we're doing our first like dark episode, because I've been excited for this. Like we're not doing a social buzz. We're not doing no. our normal nothing. Like this is just like nope. hey, Leland, I, I dude, why don't we just get on and talk and this is it? So I'm excited.
0: It's basically like you're, you're, you're getting tapped into one of our phone conversations because it usually starts with, Hey, guys, how's the family doing? It's great. Yeah, so let's talk some wrestling. What do you think of it? That's that's basically what you're what you're hearing right now. A little more scripted because, uh, you know, we're doing a professional show here, folks. Speaking a professional, speaking of professional, uh, quick shout out to pixelbeard.com. Our buddy Nick over there, he's doing some great products with beard oils, with chapsticks, uh, all organic products. I know you heard the plug at the beginning of this show. Wanna put that guy over, he's got some great products. If you go to that website, anything you buy, 20% off by using the TBR1 promo code. That is TBR for Turnbuckle Report One promo code. Use that guys, get your 20% off on your first order and enjoy these products. He's got some great stuff out there. I'm a man that dons a beautiful beard. I know you do the same thing, Chad. Oh, I got a beard. Yeah, and I've tried a few of these these organic beard oils. You know, it's kind of a big thing. It's kind of like the the micro brew of beard oils. Oh yeah. But uh, man, he's got some quality stuff over there. So folks, jump over to that website, check him out. Don't forget to use that TBR One promo code. You're gonna love what you got. Get that 20% off. So tag teams today, man. You know when I was when I was scripting this episode, and I'm thinking, man, where do I where do I want to go with this? I had just got one of my subscription boxes in, which I get from ProWrestlingTees.com. Not plugging them, but I am. I guess they're no not a sponsor for us yet, but I love their subscription boxes. We get from uh, you can get from them. They're so cheap too. They're like 30 bucks, and you get you get two other t-shirts. You always get an autograph signed photo, this, that, and the other. Well, I got that box. And one of the things that came in it was some Bret Hart swag. So, man, that's where I got to start tonight is the Hart Foundation. For me growing up, that's where tag team wrestling started. Uh, that was where really caught my eye. Probably going back to seeing, you know, the, the Hart Foundation against, um, you know, the Road Warriors, seeing them against the Midnight Rockers. Uh, and now that we have the whole tapestry between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, you're seeing, that's where it really started was in that tag team, you know, when you got Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty against Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. It's just, it's so awesome. They're great technical wrestlers. Um, Where where does it start for you? What is that one, that one that takes you back to maybe childhood where you're like, yep, that's where I started noticing tag team wrestling?
1: Um, So I was, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of WWF uh, with with my dad, you can't call him that anymore. So WWE, early days, if you will. I think for me, it was the mega powers. Hulk Hogan, and Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, but, you know, when I was a really young kid, my dad was really into, like, uh, uh, Jim Crockett promotions back in the day. And he was yeah. a fan of the Rock and Roll Express. So I remember seeing some of them as a kid. As a kid, though, I don't think I really understood what I was watching on television when I'm really, really young and I'm seeing, like, uh, you know, the Rock and Roll Express on TV in the in the, in the mid-'80s because I, I was a l- little guy. But those are, like, you know, the Four Horsemen – uh, Rock and Roll Express, you know uh, the Mega Powers. Those were kind of like where I started. But to me, as a child, I don't think I really grasped the understanding of a tag team until I got a little older into my teenage years, which you and I can get into. But I think yeah. that's where I started.
0: Ben, that's a that's a great shout out there. The uh, Mega Powers. You know, I you almost start to forget that at one point. Hogan and Savage were a great tag team, and, and that kind of you know you're you you do not really know you're doing this, but you're kind of segueing into my next point here with WWE style tag teams against what was WCW. You had formerly mentioned NWA, Jim Crockett Promotions, Georgia Championship, Florida Championship, all all the uh, territories that was competing against Vince McMahon back at that in that time. Their version of tag teams was a little more nitty and gritty. Uh, let's not forget the Road Warriors came up out of Georgia and Florida. Right. Um, you had Art Anderson and Tully Blanchard. They were not off the top rope. They're kind of, you know, they're likened to what we see with the Revival now. Um, so that ground and pound that that come in there just to kick your ass and they use tag teams almost like they were ganging up on you. That was the tag team style that I really fell in love with because I felt if you're in this team with somebody, you're, you're good friends with them, maybe even family with them, and they've got to have your back. You can't, you got to break the rules. So, I guess what I'm really getting to is, does a babyface tag team work for you? Because for me, I don't, I can't think of one babyface tag team that that does work for me. I'm looking at my list, and they're all heel tag teams, except the, you know, give the exception the Young Bucks, and I'll get into why later. But the first one out the gate you mentioned is is two of the biggest babyfaces of the time between Ooh, Macho Man yeah. and uh, Hulk Hogan, which turned into a great rivalry. Uh, later on with Macho going heel. That's, but...
1: That was the point I was trying to get into too. Was that rivalry. Yeah. That And so you were asking the question, right? What's the difference? Like I think in those days for WWE, WWF, if you will, it was still about the single wrestler, right? I think the whole point of that tag team was to build up story of them being in a group together, get fans to show up at the pay-per-views. But ultimately I think the end game was to get those two to feud, to bring more people into the stands. Obviously it's about money, about merchandising. What better way to do that than to have these two gentlemen be part of a tag team, but then obviously split them up, have some kind of implode between the two, having Miss Elizabeth part of all of that, yeah. bring that into WrestleMania later on, right? So for me, that's all that was about. So that, as again, as a child, I didn't really understand tag teams. It was just, it was engaging. It was entertaining and it, and it brought me in. What I didn't know about those two gentlemen is that you would think these guys are just the best of buddies, but really... Hogan really never really associated with Randy Savage at all. They, they weren't, like, best of buddies. Like, they were just, it was a lot of on-camera entertainment. As far as I know, Randy Savage wanted to kick the shit out of Hogan at some point in real life.
0: He did. He did, and it, it goes back to the, uh, the Miss Elizabeth angle. You know, as we all know now, I'm sure we've all seen the documentaries. If you haven't, go back and watch them. Randy Savage was extremely paranoid, uh, extremely uh, meticulous and possessive i guess you could say i'm tr- i hope i'm using that word right Sounds but right. um he from what i understand is hogan was kayfabe in it right i mean th- this was all an angle all an But angle. randy is like well, wait a second why you're holding on to her a little too long you're you know you're playing it too well i guess you could say so it turned into a bit of a rivalry there which after i guess it all blew over and, and you you start to get into the the uh mid 90s and the WCW time I guess Randy and and Hulk were were pretty good friends but um I think it was always a little bit on the rocks a little tumultuous between them and and it sounds like any relationship Randy Savage had was was like that so that's fair
1: yeah and I feel like that kind of evolved right so I think for me we're we're I think again this is my personal opinion anybody listening will obviously have their own but you do have the heart foundation that's still sitting there right so these, these this is a legitimate tag team this is when tag team I felt in the WWE was really getting into it, but that's WWE. And I wasn't really into it at that time, man. I was more of a WCW guy in those days. And I was a proud, yeah. loud and proud WCW guy. So for me, I feel like the outsiders were kind of the first time that I started realizing what tag team was. Cause these guys were just taking it over. This is like yeah. pre NWO. Right? So that's when I feel like for me as a kid growing up, when tag team, was kind of making a change because in those days, factions, tag teams, a lot of that was making big big waves in the entertainment industry for wrestling, and that's me. Again, I'd love to hear your take on that, though.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think that uh, the mid '90s is it, it formed what we watch now in wrestling and, and kind of the waves that that we're riding on the the highs and the lows, if you will. A lot of that was created in the mid '90s, and and for sure, you know, it kind of goes back to my earlier point. I I feel like a successful tag team, and maybe it's just because I'm naturally a little more heel than I am face, but uh, you do you. No pun intended. The tag teams that are heel, it goes back to them ganging up. And right. that's exactly what the Outsiders were doing is when they debuted on Nitro, I thought, holy shit, the WWF is really invading WCW. How is this going on? Oh, man, now, they I get that off so good, too. I get I that too. I was younger, and I the, the kayfabe thing. You know, I was, that was still during that time where I'm like, I know that a little bit of this is fake, but that seems real. Um, I just so yeah, wanted to I go upstairs like, and tell my dad too. I'm like, Dad, the <laughs> WWF is taking over the WCW. We have to call someone. <laughs> call call the cops because they're not supposed to do this. Did somebody needs to get them up? off the TV, Dad.
1: Yeah, I, I, I bought into it too, man. I was all about that.
0: Get downstairs, you little shit. <laughs>
1: He's like, yeah, Get down there and you watch that. If I have to make you watch it, you're gonna watch it.
0: You're gonna love this outsider shit. Your dad's Vince McMahon, by the way.
1: Yeah, he is. Oh man, I bought into it. I think every yeah. every kid, every adult that was watching bought into. Oh shit, WWF WWE just
0: showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good angle, and they 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 played it so well and. And it goes back, this whole this, this show isn't put over WCW, but I will say, just to add to this point here, one of the, um, the um, smartest things that I think Eric Bischoff did with the WCW is he brought these characters into uh, WCW from WWE with their real names to give it realism. Absolutely. So when they came over as Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, we had never heard that. We knew it as Diesel and Razor Ramon. Right. So that alone, you're like, well, shit, they're not... Hang on, this this that's the real names. They're not uh, they're not going some off of some goofy mantra. And by the way, they're not even wrestling. They're just jumping in into the the, the, the stands and watching a match. And and they may jump in the ring every now and then and kick somebody. But yeah, that that turned into one of the greatest factions in my opinion. I can't wait uh, this year to see them get inducted in the Hall of Fame. But, um, yeah, it turned into the NWO, and we all know the effect that that had on the business. So, great example of a, of a tag team that, that changed the business. Um, I'd say good, bad, and indifferent all the way around.
1: Well, that kind of led you the know, way for, like, well, maybe not. Maybe Harlem Heat was around with Stevie Ray and Booker T. But I feel like at it. that time, that gave them the bump or the boost that they need. Because then what, what is WWE going to do to, like, kind of, like, counter that you know then you get degeneration x then you get the attitude era right so i feel like so first that all, was a good you start just
0: totally stole the words out of my mouth because the next words falling out of my mouth was that nwo was so great it created a great baby face team in harlem heat right and this is where i think tag teams um and, and maybe one of the reasons i i i switched over to wcw way more, well 100 i mean i back then i was all i was all wcw so you know, I switched over completely to them, and, and maybe the tag teams had something to do with that. Because in WWE at this time, it was more about the single star. It was the you know we were putting over Rock and and Mankind, Stone Cold, uh, Kane was coming out, Undertaker okay. was just was getting a lot of steam. Right. So it was more about the individual thing, and that kind of goes into does the WWE even take tag teams serious? And I think the easy answer is no. But then you have to give them credit for putting together some of the greatest tag teams.
1: Brothers of Destruction, the Hardy Boys, yep. you know.
0: Yep. I think it goes for me that how can you go wrong with a good tag team when you're taking individual stars? And I, I know it's just recent on my mind because of what we saw with the Rumble. But when you're seeing like the the tease of a rated RKO again, um, how does that not work? Because the, the two individual stars are already over to the moon. So how does it not work? I get that. But when you shift gears and you go into what AEW is doing now, they're taking and putting tag teams in front of you that aren't individual stars. They're, they're teams that need to get over as a team, uh, i.e. the Lucha Brothers, which I think are white hot right now. Uh, the Young Bucks, They now I know they've been on the circuit for 15 years, whatever, before they came to AEW, but they're white hot. Right. I don't want to see them broke up. I don't want to see them become you know, single stars. Now, I know in an earlier episode, I, I was really talking a lot about uh, Lucha Brothers and Penta, uh, Pentagon going over as a, as a single star. But it's not that I want to see that. I like the tag team wrestling. I just feel like, you know, watching wrestling, as long as I have, I feel like that's kind of what's going to happen. Without getting too off track here, let me get back to this original question. Do you think the WWE, in your opinion, do they think? Do you think they take uh, tag team seriously?
1: I think WWE, it's always a means to an end. And a means to an end at some point. Like, okay, you have a group like The New Day, right? It's and they day. took, yes, th- they basically took that group. And I don't know if they were trying to make them like, a, you know, a, a comedy relief. But these guys are really good in the ring, and and they're and they're way over. But they come out and they throw in their pancakes and all that stuff. That that to me, I feel like is kind of making it a joke. But at the same time, they get in the ring, they do their thing, and it's amazing. Then you get like the guys like the Usos. It's like they're locking everything down. You know, Uso Penitentiary. Try to take it a little more serious that doesn't feel like a joke to me so when you had like the new day versus the usos those were great tag team matches in the wwe so i you know i get confused with the wwe sometimes when you have the new day versus the usos and you and you're like well the new day are awesome they got kofi in the ring doing his thing and everybody's just work doing the ring work like crazy and then you know but they're throwing pancakes and they got the unicorn and all that stuff not that i have a problem with it i think it's great but from, from your question standpoint, to me, that kind of makes it feel like a joke. And that's unfortunate because they do have really good tag teams in the WWE. So that's a very tough question for me to answer. It can really go either way. Um, because even then, let's go back a couple years, right? So um, actually, can I jump over to AEW for a second? Let, let, let's look at what they're doing. Right now, you have Kenny Omega and you have Hangman Page as, a, as the tag team champs. When this, when this gets released, that might not be the case anymore. But as this is being recorded, they're the current champions tag teams on AEW. Okay, So I feel like that is not necessarily a joke. But that's more about their individual the individual wrestlers. Because Hangman looks like he's kind of going heel right now. Or he's just trying to find himself. Maybe this is a push to get him in a championship match someday with, with either Jericho or Moxley. Whichever those two it'll be. I just feel like that isn't really a tag team. So I don't know if that's like pushing that as a joke. I don't know. I feel like that's more about the individual. So again, this is a tough question for me.
0: The opposite side of that original question is, does AEW, are they overusing tag teams? And a it kind of feels team. like, yeah, it kind of feels like that's what you're saying is, is that's possible. That's exactly what they're doing is they're overusing the tag teams. They're They're giving us too much. I mean, I I love I love the tag teams. I I love what they're doing on AEW. It's extremely entertaining. I'm you know huge Mark for AEW. Uh, With that, do you feel like a lot of exposure though to get every wrestler they can expose? Every time I see uh, the uh, Chris Jericho, he's in a triple threat match or a six man tag match or you see what I'm saying? I think it's just to get the exposure. It's too much. Just yeah. get
1: every wrestler they can get on on TV as much as they can, and the best way to do that is in tag team. I always felt like that's because they're lacking an additional show. If they had another show, maybe there'd be less tag team. They're 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 doing right by not giving us a third hour, but putting in an additional show, maybe you get less tag teams. They can split up the talent a little bit, and you get more singles matches, more women's matches, things like that. But right now, I think they're just trying to overexpose because there's even like women's triple triple threat matches and crap like that.
0: Yeah, there's and, way, and, I, and I'm not saying that's sensitive it's, enough.
1: It's, no. uh, women's women's triple threat matches aren't crap. I just mean crap of like having every single wrestler out there as much as they possibly can.
0: And I get the idea that they're a young promotion and they've got to they've got to put these guys over to the point uh, with the exposure and you know they've got to be over to a point where they can eventually do their own singles run. But they just do so much at this point with tag teams that I, I wonder. Is it ever gonna? Is it ever gonna come to come to life? And it's possible. I mean, you saw. Dar- you're seeing uh, Darby Allen now getting more of a singles push, um, but I don't know if that's more his gimmick or, you know, um, because he was with a tag team. I I don't know. I don't know what the case. is. I don't is. want to
1: spend too much time on AEW because it's about tag teams. But
0: I and I will go down a rabbit hole and lose it all when we come to AEW.
1: Right. And, and with Orange Cassidy is a good example. They just keep putting him out there with best friends. Instead of giving him more singles matches. People are just so over on him right now. But they just kind of stick him outside the ring and have him come in every once in a while. So, you know, tag teams are so different today than they were back in the day with, like, the Dudley Boys, the Road Warriors. Um, Even if you want to go back further with, uh, like, the Wild Samoans and things like that. Like, it was – I don't think I was excited for tag team matches, even on a pay-per-view, as I am today. If I saw the British Bulldogs coming out, I was like, man, I'm – can we get on to something else, please?
0: Yeah.
1: And maybe a lot of people love the, that tag team, whoever they were wrestling that on that pay per view or on television. But I wasn't always over on tag teams where I am a little bit more today, and that might be thanks to AEW. AEW does. They're even though they are pushing a lot of that, it's entertaining as hell. You get private party out there doing their thing with whoever the hell they're wrestling against that week. They put on a show, and the Young Bucks. Like it, 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 I just. I'm not seeing that in WWE though. That's that's my problem. They're not pushing it like that. You might have, um, you know, the street profits in in your in your in your card, but I'm not. Man, they were so entertaining in XT, dude. I feel like I'm derailing here.
0: The entertainment value is different. That's the problem. Right. When you go to the WWE, uh, one of my favorite tag teams in the WWE right now is Heavy Machinery, and I love to see them in the ring. They're entertaining. Uh, Otis makes me laugh. He I like his wrestling. I like everything about it. But they're spinning this off with this uh, falling in love with Mandy Rose uh, angle, which is it's entertaining in its own, but it makes it laughable. Right. I don't want to laugh at these tag teams. I don't want to laugh at my at, at the wrestling. There's a, there's a point for humor. Don't don't get me wrong. There's a point for humor in it. Um, I think t- Team Hell No was a good spot for humor because they backed it up in the ring with great wrestling. Exactly. Uh, team or not team. Heavy Machinery doesn't get a chance right now to back up what they can do in the ring because they're following Mandy Rose everywhere. And I get it. It's funny. Don't 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 be writing into us folks saying, oh, you just don't, you know, you're sourpuss or whatever. That's not the case. I think it's funny and it's entertaining. But when we're talking about if I should take those tag belts, that's what it comes down to. So I don't derail here. That's what it really comes down to. When I look at the AEW Tag Team Championships, I look at those as belts that actually mean something. And I tune in to watch those matches because I know that those belts mean something. When I look at the Raw tag champs and the SmackDown tag champs, I could give a shit. Because not only do the belts look like hell, and they look like they came out of a Cracker Jack box, the people holding them are laughable. All but the Revival, they're a great team, but that's another great example of taking a good wrestling team, good wrestling tag team, and totally making them a joke. If you saw the revival over on NWA Power, over in, in Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW, some of the competition, these guys would be over to the moon. Period. Yeah,
1: I, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. And I think this would be a good a good idea too for this episode to be like a part one, and then we could have a part two later on about a follow up to this episode because there's so much content here. I feel like man, we there's could a discuss. lot of meat
0: on the bone, and I know where yep. you're going. It's, it's we've got. We've got so much more that I'm. I'm looking at this going, man. I could go another hour talking about tag teams. So that's I think this a is a good point. part
1: one. This is a good part yeah. one with this episode. I think.
0: Absolutely, stay tuned, folks. We're gonna we're gonna drop a part two here, and and to get you involved, get involved in our social media. Uh, Chad always plugs the. Uh, the social media at the beginning of our show there. But get involved with our Twitter, our Facebook. Maybe send us some suggestions of what you think of tag teams, maybe your favorite tag teams. And for the part two of this dark episode, maybe we can talk about uh, some of the interactions you had with us. So with that, whether you're heel, whether you're babyface, you do you, baby. and a DogCast production.